Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. I'm your host today, Pastor Neil Radical. I'm glad you're able to listen in. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity in Christ's kingdom at Emmanuel. Our devotion for today is based on Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Paul writes and reminds those Christians there in Ephesus who Remember, we have to remember it's a growing church in those days. There was a lot of detailed instruction in these six chapters. And really, chapter six is best known for that armor of God and that training that the Lord wants us to have in his righteousness. That armor of God, we can remember, is one that comes from instruction in his word. And as we are looking into starting the school year this next week here at Emmanuel, we know that that ongoing instruction in the word of God is necessary for our faith to grow, to be protected, and to continue to wield that word in this world that needs it so desperately. So we read from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you, and that you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. As we consider these words, my thoughts immediately go to that provoke. In our day and age, it seems like with the whole cancel culture ideas and all of the anti-religious movement within our schools or in our communities or in our governments, we know that it is easy to be provoked by those around us. But in this particular section, Paul is addressing a number of different roles and responsibilities in the first part of Ephesians 6. Not just as he talk about the parent and child relationship, but he goes on to talk about the relationship between masters and employees and the employers and employees, and really between brothers and sisters in Christ. And even our relationship with him, as I mentioned, going into the full armor of God. That word provoke, once again, is a good reminder of how we are to be respectful to our children. Provoke comes the idea of patience. And so we recognize that this training of the Lord is not done in a harsh way, but in an evangelical way. That training comes with exhortation, which is different from encouragement. Exhortation is to encourage, but in a very specific direction. And so we can think about that admonition, that word there, it reminds us of whether it be formal or informal instruction. Now, with the school year right around the corner, we could say, well, yeah, our our children are going to be sent to school, whether public or private, to have formal instruction. That informal instruction more than likely will be taking place primarily at your home, in devotions, in morning or evening prayers, mealtime prayers, gathering around God's word in home or in the worship service for those more formal instruction times. Our informal instruction times go on every single day. I like to remind one another that we are all teachers, ambassadors, witnesses for Christ. And so our teaching of God's word goes on every single day by every single thing that we say and do with our lives. And so when we see Ephesians 6, this idea of leading our children, young or old, they can be out of school and we can still be teaching. 
They can be grown adults and we can still be instructing. We can be sharing the wise example that our Lord gives to us of his love, of his exhortation to us, of his admonition, of his correction in the way that we should go, in the truths of God's word, in the life that we have in Christ Jesus our Savior. Because after all, it is the life of Christ that is the most important thing in our lives, because it is his life that gives us that promise of eternal life. Paul was admonishing and correcting the Ephesians with a variety of things that the Holy Spirit inspired him to write. And one of those things is this relationship between parents and children. Yes, school will be back in session soon, and we pray that the COVID will not affect our school year, but we can have a more normal year. But may never be normal about our desire to continue to grow in our faith and in the word of our living Savior, who is with us to provide and protect us and to walk with us, as we pray that he will also walk with our children and grandchildren, using us to direct them back to the word, just as he does for us, using his word to forgive us for every time we've offended him, using his word to remind us of that restoration, reconciliation, and redemption of our sins to give us that confident hope of our eternal life with him forever in heaven. May the Lord remind us when we provoke him to wrath that he will continue to forgive us and show us the mercy that we need as he continues to train us up and admonish us in the way that we should go now and into eternity. In Jesus' saving name we pray confidently. Amen. As we look at this week, we are grateful for our ongoing instruction in God's Word. Just a reminder that tonight on August 18th, we will not be having our online Bible class. I will not be able to lead that tonight, unfortunately, but we plan to resume that next week on August 25th. We are planning on having men's breakfast once again in the church basement at 6.30 a.m. on Friday. We continue our study of the Gospel of Matthew. It's been a fascinating discussion, so I do hope that you can come for that breakfast and that food for the soul. Both are there at 6.30 and 7 o'clock here at Emmanuel. I want to thank Russ Schmidt uh, while I was away helping to lead a youth group in the northern Michigan area uh, with some of our young people here from Mankato and from Eau Claire. There was close to about 50 that we took up there for a lot of Bible study, some hiking, and some time away. It was exhausting, but it was a good uh, refresher for our faith and being built up in God's Word as they looked intensively at Psalm 1. But I want to thank Russ Schmidt for really stepping in for a lot of different things, whether it be some of the Bible studies that we do at the nursing homes or services there, worship services there, or even the lay service this weekend. Really appreciate Russ doing for all that work he did there. Thank you for that and my time away. Just also a reminder that the sanctuary narthex is now complete. What a blessing that is. Uh, we are planning on still putting some uh, walk-off rugs in there so that uh, for rain and snow and those kinds of things. But that is done. It looks great. And so we're excited about that. So Lord willing, you'll be able to check it out this weekend. Also this weekend on August 21st is our Outdoor Adventure Day. We've been trying to do something every quarter or even more often. Where we went biking last time on the Cicada Trail. That was an enjoyment. And this coming Saturday, we've rented a park up in St. Peter. It's where that uh, playground is, and the announcements that we've had on that is uh, goes as the following. So we're having playing on softball games with the Incredible. So it's a family-oriented ball. It's soft, but it's, and it's big for kids to hit. We have tees that we can hit off there and the equipment for that. So we're going to plan to do that at Gorman Park in St. Peter this Saturday, August 21st, from 9 to 12 p.m. 
there will be a tee available for use. So bring any bats and gloves that you may have or want to use. We'll try to have extras there. We also have time to enjoy a picnic lunch, Lord willing, so pack along one for your family to enjoy in the park's large pavilion there. And the Tremendous Park, if you haven't seen that before, it's on site for children to enjoy. It's got all the that ginormous wood playground, which is really exciting. So we're hopeful that you can come and make some time, Lord willing, this Saturday for this uh, fun and time together. And we hope to see you there. If you have any questions, please contact the church office. And Mrs. Leon will help to answer any of those questions for you. August 23rd, Monday, is our first day of school here at Emmanuel, and so we're excited for the high school and grade school to be getting back together. We have some new uh, new positions with our staff and a new staff member, and we're really eager and excited to get the school going here and get back to that knowledge with application of that in God's Word and our all, all of our other curriculum as well. So that'll be coming this Coming Monday, first day of school, and I believe our opening school service, which you're all invited to, is at 8 or 8.30. I don't remember. We'll have more information on that this weekend in the Bolton. So you're welcome to come to that. Uh, weekend Sunday School Bible classes will resume September 19th. That is the current plan. And we're going to be hopefully doing our Sunday School installation that weekend as we begin both Sunday School and Bible class. So take note of that. Look for more information on the bulletin as well, or church calendar. Also coming up September 30th to October 3rd is our annual Man Up Retreat. Last year's was canceled, so we'll be meeting in Prairie du Chien, about an hour south of La Crosse. We're hopeful that uh, we can represent quite a few of our men uh, from Mankato there and continue to be built up in our faith as leaders in uh, the respective areas of our life, the roles that we, which, in which we live. So if you want more information on that, do check it out at manup.clclutheran.org or give me a call or text if you have any more questions. There's a few of us that have gone in the past or trying to make phone calls to uh, some different men in the congregation that we think might be able to go. So uh, don't be surprised if you get one of those calls or, or help us call someone else. All right, as far as prayer list goes, we've got quite the list here, some of repeat and some new ones. Uh, Max Bodie, who is was stationed on a ship for our Navy overseas, he has now been stationed in Afghanistan to help uh, move some of the people out of that, evacuate some of the people out of that area. So we definitely want to keep in our prayers. Also, Tony Harris is stationed in Africa, and so we pray for his time there. Also, Brad Hagen, we've been praying for. Uh, the last few weeks, he has had pancreatitis, and in the next few weeks, they are planning on getting his gallbladder removed. So he's been in uh, some discomfort and pain, and we really want to help. Uh, we really want the Lord to help him in his time of need here, so keep him in our prayers. Wilton Landon should be hearing some more information, hopefully tomorrow, August 19th, to figure out when to schedule that major lung surgery for his tuberculo tuberculosis. So we pray that that meeting goes well. Uh, haven't heard more real recently on Steve Growth with his eyesight, but he's trying to get more information. He has hopefully another appointment coming up and has found out more on that. Sue Heisier I spoke with today. We have prayers of thanksgiving for her, and she's very thankful to all the prayers and visits from the congregation members up there at Oak Lawn as she continues to go through the health issues with her heart, so we'll keep her in our prayers. Linda Bodie still is recovering from her breast cancer surgery this past Monday, a week ago this past Monday, so keep praying for her. Also, Marie Meyer, we continue to keep her in our prayers. Grace Schreier's sister, who battles some very severe cancer. And, of course, Lila and Adelaide, that we've been praying for those young preemies for several weeks now as the Lord continues to bless them with growth and a steady pro progress. So praise the Lord for that. 
Lots of prayers to keep in our list. I'm sure there's many more. What a blessing is to know that our omniscient Lord knows all those prayers of our heart and answers them all according to his good and gracious will. This brings us to our doctrine of the day. We have been going through the first three of the commandments. Just a reminder that if you break up the Ten Commandments, the first three are primarily focused on our love for God, how we can serve Him first in our life, as the first commandment talks about honoring His name and how we use it and how we teach His word in the second commandment. And then obviously remembering the Sabbath day in the third commandment to keep it holy. That means spending time in God's house. Yes, online is possible, even better in person, as we had an article a couple times ago from Pastor Bruce Nauman about the importance of being together with fellow believers face-to-face when opportunity lends itself. So those first three commandments focus on our love for God, and really 4 through 10 does as well in how we treat our neighbor, as Jesus talks about that quite a bit. I like to do a little bit of a series on the fourth commandment the next few weeks as we talk about fourth commandment in connection with parents, children, school, education, Christian education, all these things can come together with the fourth commandment study. Even government questions about, ultimately, our question for today is, who does God expect us to honor? In our devotion earlier, we mentioned Ephesians 6, in that chapter, it not only talks about the relationship between parents and children, but it also talks about the relationship between employees and employers, and you can even throw in there with other supporting passages, our respect for government, our honoring of the government as well. So anyone in a leadership capacity really ought to be honored. Now, now we need to understand what that word honor means. It might not mean that we like them, but we are to show love for them and praying for them. That's what the Lord means about honoring those. Hebrews thirteen seven says, Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you. So that would even include teachers, pastors, uh, leaders in the congregation or uh, in the synod, and how we want to continue to keep them in our prayers. Even if we don't always agree with their process at times, how do we continue to be respectful of to them. You might think, oh, a pastor's just trying to build up himself and show that we all have to respect him. Hair pastor type of idea. That's not the point there, especially in the context of Ephesians 6, where we talk about the relationship between parents and children. There's a mutual respect there. There's a mutual love. There's a mutual patience with one another that the Lord would expect from both children towards parents and parents towards children. That's why I love the Ephesians 6 verse. And the same thing would be between pastors and teachers, called workers, leaders of the congregation, those who volunteer their time, talents, and energy, that mutual respect between the two, that those who are taking handle or taking the reins of the work of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel or other congregations, that, yeah, we want to show them our respect because of all the work that they're doing on our behalf for the Lord to promote the Christian education in our midst, whether it be in the church or school. But also, it means to show the respect the other direction, too, that our educational leaders can show respect to the parents, to the students, and that we show respect to the members in listening to the concerns, listening to the the cares and worries and fears that everyone has. That's that mutual respect that ultimately Christ shows to us as well with his work. As we think about other verses too from God's word, not just from Ephesians 6, the whole point of honoring is part of that first commandment, that we show honor to our father and mother while we're showing honor to the Lord first in doing so. And it's interesting that Ephesians 6 quotes the Old Testament from Deuteronomy and from Exodus when it talks about those commandments. The first commandment with a promise which ultimately says that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. 
I've often puzzled over that phrase for many years. Does it mean that if we're respectful and we honor those in authority that we're going to live long lives into a good old age here on this earth? It's more of the idea I found in my studies of this context and section of these verses like this, that it's showing that you will be surrounded by godly wisdom by honoring those who follow Christ and his word, by seeking their advice and seeking their counsel. Just as Psalm 1 and Psalm 2 talk about seeking the counsel from the Lord and from the ones the Lord continues to put in our lives to seek good counsel and to share that with others, we want to give good advice to those in our lives, young and old alike, to rejoice in the instruction from the Lord, the admonition from the Lord, as we rejoice here on earth that we pray for a a peaceful life in our nation, in our homes, in our schools, in our congregations, so that we can go about promoting the kingdom of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and all that means for us. When it talks about who does God expect us to honor, of course, the first and foremost is Christ, our Savior, and even those in the government. We might not like them, appreciate them, but we want to pray for them. We want to honor them. We don't want to speak and break the seventh commandment with gossip, eighth commandment, sorry, eighth commandment with gossiping about them, but rather trying to build them up and encourage them, write to them, whatever we need to do to help promote them, pray for them, and the least we can do to continue to show that, yeah, all exor- there's no authority except from God and to those whom he has appointed, Romans 13 says. So we want to pray for them as well. And even in our workplaces too, who do we honor? We can have good or, or poor employers but we still want to show them honor because they are really providing for us in our work. And so how do we develop a good relationship with them? Well, let's continue to pray for wisdom and how we navigate that and also for contentment with what good things the Lord has blessed us with. So much wrapped up in the fourth commandment or any of the commandments that God teaches us, not only to show us where we've sinned, but to show us our Savior and what he's done to forgive us of all of our failure to respect and honor those in authority, and also to continue to rejoice in that forgiveness that he shows to us, and how we can show our love to these neighbors that we have, and ultimately the Lord our Savior as well. Lord willing, we continue that series uh, with more questions coming up here with how we honor as we get into more Christian education, more specific questions on that, and how the Lord can bless us in this thought process of what we can meditate on today. So my prayer for you is to think about who does God expect me to honor today, tomorrow, throughout this week, and may he bless us as we glorify him in doing that very thing. This brings us to our hymn of the day from hymn 627 verses 1 and 2. I'm hoping to use this this weekend as we pray for our beginning of our school year. This is entitled Gracious Savior, Gentle Shepherd. Gracious Savior, Gentle Shepherd, Children all are dear to thee, Gathered with thine arms and carried, In thy bosom may they be, Sweetly, fondly, safely tended, From all want and danger free. Tender shepherd, never leave them, Never let them go astray, By thy warning love directed, May they walk the narrow way, Thus direct them, thus defend them, Thus they fall an easy prey. May our Lord do that very thing for us as we pray to him to lead and direct us in this short life to our eternal life with him forever. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast today. Twin Steeples is a production of Emanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church in Mankato, Minnesota. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you. Have a great day.